Right. Hey, girl. Hey, this is Casey Thompson. Uh, the Hitch Bitch is back in 2019 and we are about to get it popping. Um, I have an amazing guest for you ladies today. She is a member of the Hitch Bitch Click and she has so much amazing insight and knowledge to share um, in regards to her experience with dating and also being a newlywed. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce, uh, like I said, this amazing, amazing woman. Um, and her name is Karika Field Nalty. Um, I'm going to give her a quick high five and shout out. Um, she is a Brooklyn-based writer and photographer. Uh, her work has been published and exhibited widely. Um, one of the amazing, one of the most amazing things that um, I have to say about her is that we're celebrating the 10th anniversary of her book. Um, she's the author of He's Gone, You're Back, The Right way to get over Mr. Wrong. So this is actually the 10th anniversary of her book having been published. And she's also got a, a forthcoming photo essay book coming out. It's Flash and Circumstance, How I Got That Shot. And that's going to be available in the March 2019 um, timeframe. So she's going to share a ton of details um, with us um, about that a little bit after we get into our Hitch Bitch discussion. But uh Karika, I'm here. I'm I'm like so hyped that you're here, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So um, now we've had a chance to talk, um, but I want the audience to to really get to know who you are. Um, you know, all your hitch bitch style. What inspired you to write the book? Um, go ahead. Um, I'm gonna you know pass the mic over okay. to you. Well, um, let us like you mentioned, I, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I love it here. It's changing a lot, but it's okay. Go with the flow. Yeah. And I'm a mom. I have a daughter who's 22, I believe. I was 23. Um, I'm recently married. I think we've been married for about 16 months now. And Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm a writer and a photographer. And, you know, that's just pretty much me. Mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So um, we love Brooklyn. We love New York. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I, I think that um, the ladies that are tuning into this podcast will find um, really interesting about you is um, how you and your husband met. So would love to kind of hear a little bit about that. Um, but then also just, you know, in terms of what inspired you, you know, prior to getting married, what inspired you to actually write your book, the the book, He's Gone, You're Back, The Right Way to Get Over Mr. Wrong? Okay, well, I'll talk about the book before I talk about the husband, because the book came first. Okay, okay, I'm here for it. And I was a single mom. Um, I was with my daughter's father up until she was about two and a half. So when we broke up, I was young, I was scared, I was alone, and I was um, really looking for 
a book that would help me kind of, you know, get my life on track and take care of my health and not, not deteriorate into like depression, basically. And I wanted something with like a holistic edge to it. Um, but I couldn't find a book like that. So I wrote it. You know, Toni Morrison has the quote that said, if there's a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, you must be the one to write it. Absolutely. So that's why I really did that book. Um, and, you know, I was also doing my writing and journalism. I had did an article for a now, it's now defunct magazine called Bell Magazine. Oh, um, I remember that. Bell Magazine. Yes. And it was, it was called He's Going Your Back. It was an article. And I got so much feedback. I was invited to be on, you know, various radio stations in New York to talk about the topic of relationship recovery because, you know, at some point in everyone's life, most likely you're going to go through a relationship that's just not going to work for you, but that, but you'll still end up being hurt and you still end up having residue from that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, you know, we spoke on the top, the, I guess the edge of, um, you don't want to take that with you into your next relationship. It's not fair to you or to the next person, you know? So um, it was really, I really wrote the book for myself and I wanted to share it, you know, with everyone. Um, and I wrote it for women, all women, but especially my sisters so that yes. we can, you know, continue to love and not, not let bad relationships stifle you with love. Cause life is love to me, you know, and yes. it's sad to see people, you know, that are very closed off to it or just are so hurt and so bitter. I mean, I've been hurt before, you know, um, but it's not something that you really want to hold on to in life, I think. So. No, absolutely. I mean, and that that is one thing that um, a lot of the women that I've interviewed, um, as well as just a lot of my really, really close girlfriends, they have been through um you know, a lot of relationships that have certainly left a really bad taste in their mouth and they they have that baggage. And I know a lot of them, they want to be open. They want to say, OK, this was a bad experience. Not all men are this way, um, but it's really hard for them to. And I think you captured it perfectly. You said carry that residue over. Um, so um, what would be great to kind of find out from you is um what made you want to say, you know what, I'm not taking this baggage with me? Um, and what were some of the, the, the tools or tactics that you used to kind of be able to build yourself up to know that you wanted to make sure you were open and still dating and exploring um, and not letting previous bad relationships hold you back? Well, again, you know, at the time, my daughter was young. She was looking she was looking at me, you know, and so I couldn't be down. I had to go out and go to the park and go to bookstores and live. When you have a little girl, a little child, they force you to be present, you know, and I was very aware that she was watching me and I didn't want to be stuck and, and uh, you know, mad and all that kind of foolishness. So I did a lot of work on myself. I think that um, a lot of people, sometimes they put the blame on the other person and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that people are not victimized and people are not, do, don't men, whatever, don't do uh, fucked up shit. <laughs> Absol- <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Responsibility for your, um, participation in it at some point I, I, I you know um, and so I was able to look at my relationship and say well you know maybe I stayed too long or maybe you know take me once you t- kind of take responsibility for it 
you you can see it in a different light. You're just not blaming somebody else. So then the next time around, you, you can make better choices. Um, so the things that I really did to help myself, I, I just worked on myself. I really got into my yoga and, you know, I went to church. I made sure I kept God in my life, which was faith and those type of things. And, you know, I just tried to stay positive, you know. And again, so I didn't meet, I met my husband actually, Years ago, he owned a club in New York, and I went with my friend who was a, a sing, who is a singer, and obviously I was a, I am a photographer, so you know anytime a new place opens in Brooklyn, you're like, oh, let's check it out. Maybe they need you know, you know, maybe they need to show some art, or maybe they need singers or whatever. So we went over there, and I met him, and I liked him immediately. But at the time, I was still with my daughter's father. So we never hooked up, you know, we exchanged numbers, but we never connected. And then years later, after my daughter, um, you know, she was older, she was still living with me, though. But after, you know, my relationship had ended, I was out again with the same friend and we bumped into him and his friend and we ended up hanging out and we kind of stayed connected ever since. So that's how I met him. Um, it wasn't like a big, <laughs> but I kind of like to think that, you know, I was just out doing me, you know, like living my life. And I met yes. this nice, this beautiful person who ended up being, you know, my husband down the line. Um, and I didn't see that coming, but, um, you know, I know that it's hard for women, especially when you see my situation was a little different because I had already had my daughter. So once I got, once I broke up with him and I dated, I wasn't really looking for like, you know, I didn't want to have any more children. I was, I'm a one and done lady. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, I understand. (laughs) Family, you know, I have a lot of brothers and sisters, thank God. But, you know, I always knew I was going to have the one. So I had my one and done. So when I was, look, I wasn't really, I didn't have that pressure of time. Okay, yeah. and I have the pressure of finding someone who wanted to have kids because I I knew that I really that wasn't really you know I, I would never say never well now I would because I'm a woman of a certain age but <laughs> it wasn't on my my list um so that kind of took the pressure off of off of it and I focused on raising my daughter I got her through college and you know and I was open to really explore this relationship with someone else, you know, but I, I had spent a lot of time alone at mm-hmm. a lot of frogs. Um, and I found my parents are so corny, but, uh, oh. I, I, I think there's something to be said for, um, just really, really digging, digging your own company and digging your life and creating a life that you love, you know, no matter what happens, you know, relationship wise. I don't think that a relationship should be the main focus. I mean, it's very, we all want love and we all want companionship and um, we all deserve it. I don't, I'm not into that. I don't need a man thing. I need my man. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Look, I hear it. (laughs) I hear a lot of that. I'm like, okay, girl, you don't need a man. Okay. Good for you. I need one. (laughs) I I, I need him now, but at the time I didn't need him because I made it without him. You see what I'm saying? I get it. I get it completely. Um, So it's kind of, it's, you know, uh, anyway. I'm I'm very talky so you know no no this is good look this is what this is what the audience wants they're here for it okay and so so there are are a couple things that that you mentioned that that I liked and so I just want to kind of quickly backtrack 
One of the things you mentioned was um, that you were accountable. And, you know, if there's one thing the ladies know about the whole hitch bitch side of things is we're bougie, but we're also a little hood, too. So for those. My daughter calls me bougetto. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So so for my bougie women in the audience, that means taking accountability Um, for my girls that want more of that hood advice. It's called own your shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that one of the things that is a great tip or piece of advice that you just gave was that you realized what your role was in your previous relationships. You didn't play victim. You were able to take time. You're able to reflect, explore and see what role or part you played um, in your relationship. So um, remember, ladies, accountability and owning your shit. You can pick whatever one you want. Um, And then the second piece you highlighted um, was about you just living your life. And I think that that is, that is so key. Um, a lot of the ladies that I've talked to, that I've interviewed, the women, including yourself, um, Karika, you guys have led and are leading such amazing and fulfilling lives. And I think that, you know, there's there continues to be that pressure, not as much, um, I would say from back in the day, but you know, it's like they want you to get married by a certain time. You got to have a kid by a certain time. If you're not doing this, if you're not doing that, everybody has their opinion. And I think that you highlight it, um, that, you know, one of the keys to your success. And I think one of the keys to you being able to find love with your husband was you never stopped living. You found time to focus on yourself. You were right. doing yoga, doing church. You were living. You were going out socializing. And I think that's a key message. By myself, I did a lot of traveling, too. Yes, traveling, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, were there any amazing places that you went to that maybe you would recommend um, our audience check out? Like an eat, pray, love type of place. No, I didn't go that far. I didn't have that. I didn't have the luxury of time or the finances for that. But I did make a point when I turned 40, my 40th birthday, I went to Jamaica by myself. That was like a big deal for me. I had seen my daughter uh, when we were, when she was little with some friends and we stayed at a house. Um, but I went back by myself. I stayed at this place called Jackie's on the Reef. And Jackie Lewis, she's a former model. And now she's, she was from New York and she moved out to Jamaica, sister. And okay. she opened up this and it's like overlooking water. It's a reef and and it has rooms and she does yoga in the morning and um, you know all the, you know there's no alcohol and all the drinks and foods are, are holistic and healthy so I really I did that for myself for the, my 40th birthday um, and it was it was pretty awesome you know um, and I recommend traveling alone too. I love that. I love that. And I and there are a lot of women that I know are out there that are traveling. They'll do it solo. They'll do it in their girls groups. Some of them are still trying to muster up the courage to do it. But I mean, that that is very badass, you know, to to do that, you know. And I mean, 40 is an amazing milestone. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, you know, like you said, you're, you're living your life and you're just enjoying it. And I think that 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 is the most critical part, you know, when love comes and finds you. That's wonderful. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do you. 
fight. I agree. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So let, let's keep on talking. So, um, like, I, I know you mentioned, you know, that this is the, the 10th anniversary, um, you know, of your book. I know that when you wrote it, you were in a different space, a different mindset. Um, do you think, you know, now reflecting back 10 years ago when you initially wrote the book, do you think that um, the information and advice that you offer still stands up? Or is there anything new that you might add into the book, um, you know, for for women to possibly check out? I think the information still still stands out definitely because some things are universal, you know. It's advice that my grandmother, you know, gave me. You know, love yourself, take care of yourself, put yourself first. That's always going to be valuable. But uh, again, when my book came out, it was like MySpace. So there wasn't this whole internet world, you know. Um, So I would probably have to speak on that in terms of, uh, you know, trying to put that whole social media into perspective because it's so much easier to look on now. You know, you know what everybody's doing or who went on a date with who. You can even stalk your boyfriend. Oh my God. I know, right? Look. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a friend who went online and saw her ex-boyfriend got married and she fell apart. Understandably so. Hold on, wait. Look, I got a, I got a story to tell. Okay, there was a, I got a story to tell about that. My space broke my heart. Okay, um, look, and for some of the people that are um, checking out this podcast right now, they may not even know about my space. Okay, depending on what the the age range is. But I remember there was a guy that I was dating um, in college. Thought I was gonna marry this guy. Was on searching, stalking, found out he got married. When I tell you, I fell apart at work. I was like passed out in the stalls one of my good co-workers <laughs> you would have never known you'd have been bliss- blissfully ignorant right first of all like I just remember my girlfriend who I was really close with at the time at work she's like what are you doing I was like I can't pull myself together like he got married what am I gonna do and mind you I was 24 I don't know at the time wasn't even in the mindset of getting married but just thinking that oh I thought I was gonna maybe marry this guy and yeah yeah Um, you know the point is to say kind of you know don't do it to yourself up, girls like unfollow him unfollow yes. him. don't do it block it I have deleted numbers so hard you know because you can't you, you get weak you're only human yes. you know so if I was out in the dating game and I, and I dated somebody and it didn't work out I would not be stalked I would not you know I was I was spare myself spare yourself yeah it's just too much it's too much information it is. You know, it's too much information. So that's it in the book. In the, in the book, I also had a, a, a playlist. I might put another one out, which is a list of songs, like breakup songs, good ones. You know, Destiny's Child. Oh, what yes. Thing. Um, me, myself, and I, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I published a playlist in the book at the time, but I would obviously add more to it because there's been a lot of great music over the years you know a couple like I got I like the little Ariana Grande songs and yeah there's been a lot of music over the past 10 years so I would add to that list probably 
Um, I think that's something I think that's something the audience would like. I mean, mix a little bit of old school, new school, you know, in there. I mean, it all works in the end. You know, if your heart is hurting, it doesn't matter if the song was 10, 20 years ago. Like you can feel it. So, yeah. And sometimes you need some music that's not necessarily sad. It's, you know, some music that's inspirational to get you moving and get you optimistic. You know, this is true. No, you don't want to cry all day. Just I agree. <laughs> oh well, well, hold on. That's how I was when I found out that guy had gotten married. Okay, I wanted to cry all day. I had to pull myself together. I can imagine. And then when Facebook first <laughs> came out, I was on Facebook and I, I had been dating a guy and it didn't work out. And then we we stayed friends because it wasn't like a big deep deep relationship. But you know, we we were digging each other for a while. And when we broke up, um, we were still on Facebook friends. And then he started dating someone else, and it bothered me. But then again, that's me being honest with myself. Yeah. I, but you know what? Hold on a second. I don't. I don't. I don't. Think, no, I mean now I don't care. But sorry. But I, but I don't think there's any woman, and if there is, like she's part of the 0.5% that can literally look at an ex or even maybe somebody that she was really feeling dating and be okay and be like, oh, he's dating Unless she's like blissfully happy in her own relationship or the person was so horrible, you're like, good riddance. Exactly. I think that's the only, I guess that's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you are in your own relationship, you still can still have feelings for, you know, the past or nostalgia. You know, yeah. yeah. But I would protect myself. I wouldn't stalk and bar. I wouldn't do it. Don't do it to yourself, girl. Oh, yeah, no. yes. You hear that, ladies? Like, close that chapter. Yeah. Unfollow him. Block him. Yeah, mm. block him because they always come back. That's been my. <laughs> okay, they will. It's they will. Perform, and you don't. You know, you don't want to go. You don't want to repeat the same. You know same mistakes no totally it didn't, out, it didn't work out for a reason you know yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but you know what's also interesting about you and your husband is that you had met him several years prior. Yeah. And you guys didn't, you know, like you knew him, but it's not like you had like an initial connection. But it's just interesting how things work. Um and and oh, everything is about time. Did. I liked him. As soon as I said I, I remember thinking my Oh, okay was I like this guy that I did but I just didn't pursue it because I was in a relationship you know? oh that's right yeah you said you were still with your your daughter's father yeah yeah one at a time her, you know <laughs> uh, what, is, what Eric about you say I know I'm a lot of women but not enough to divide the pie you know? <laughs> I love it <laughs> That's a hashtag, divide the pie, ladies. Don't divide the pie. No judging, no judging. Um, okay, cool. Um, so um, in terms of your book, um, who do you think this book is for? Um, you know, because I mean, it has such great advice. Like I'm thinking the book can be for, you know, women that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s. For any, I think it's for any age, but it probably would be for, you know, someone in their 20s and 30s and maybe even 40s. Um, I think if women a little older in their 50s, um, they might have some of this down already because they've been through it, you know, like at a certain age, you know, you're not going to die from a heartbreak. That's the point. Right. So, I wish somebody had been there when I was passed out in those stalls yeah, at you know, 23, you know, 24. Like, it just with, with age comes wisdom. So that, not to say that older women yeah. don't, 
get their heartbreak. There's a lot of women at this age are going through, you know, divorces. You know, I did it backwards. You know, I had my daughter raised yeah. and I got married at 46. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's not 47, girl. I don't remember. Anyway, but you know, I got married in my 40s, um, where some people got married very young. And then at this stage, they find themselves single again. So the book can definitely help them too. But it's really for people that are just like flailing and really feel that, you know, it's the end of the world. You know, we, you know, at people my age, we know it's not the end of the world. Yeah, you're going to be all right, honey, boo boo. You're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's just, it's so, <laughs> I mean, it's funny when you can like sit back and reflect on relationships because when you're in them and then when you break up, like sometimes you're just like, you can't really see the light, even though there's a million millions and millions of men out there that you know you could date it's like you're just so caught up in like why is this happening to me how am I going to get over it but I mean you always know that you eventually will you just got to let the heart heal yeah you know and you, you don't have the evidence yet you know at a certain age so if you're like in your, in your mid-20s or you know in college or whatever and you get your heart broken you don't have the evidence and in the, in the life the life experience to know that it's not the end of the world you know so I would like the book to help those people and it has you know I get a lot of I still get emails and people share with their daughters you know what I mean and uh, with their friends um, but yeah I think it I think it helped I, I even think the book can help men too because again people you know it's just about heartbreak it's just about healing from heartbreak you know um, it was written specifically to target women because I'm a woman and I can relate to our problems in the way that we process things but mm-hmm. men are different like a lot of men they get hurt and they keep it inside what you know women we we get hurt I'm on the phone I'm calling my mom I'm calling my friend everybody going yes you know you know how we do but men they they now fuck that bitch excuse my language you know and they, and they, put, they put they man up in front of their friends they not they don't show their vulnerability they don't Absolutely. show vulnerability not, I'm not general. I guess I'm generalizing, but I'm trying not to. But right. I think they handle it differently. But I think that, again, the uh, information in the book could help them, too, because it's just, you know, take responsibility for, you know, the role that you played in the relationship. Ask yourself some hard questions. You know, um, the truth will set you free. That's one of the chapters in the book. So, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, um, so for the ladies that are tuning in, you can also share this with your guy friends yeah. and they can follow the hitch bitch as well and get deep insights and they can check out Karika's book. He's gone. You're back the right way to get over Mr. Wrong. Because yeah. again, like maybe that's something that they can also reflect on. Cause it is about taking that, that accountability. Definitely. Um, what else? I guess we're almost done, huh? No. I mean, girl, I feel like we could keep on talking. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I did want to get to a couple of other things. So, like, okay. if you want it, if you want it to, if there are two or three pieces of bitchy advice, you know, not like the typical advice that you be hearing people give, like some bitchy ass advice that we can give well, um, the listeners. What would you give the ladies? Oh boy, let me think. I know one is, uh, you know. Uh, Stop tripping, bitches. Like, <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> can't be crazy out here trying to get a man. You know, you. Ha- I mean, you, it takes effort on your part. And, and a lot of it is luck. And a lot of it is, you know, kismet. But some of it is effort. Yes. You know what I mean? But you don't have to obsess about it. And, 
you know, be stalkerish and just calm down. You know, that's number one. Stop tripping bitches. And number two, I would say, keep the cray at bay. Like, men can't deal with the crazy. They don't understand it. That's what your friends are for. You know, um, what else? So basically, you telling us to hide our crazy girls. That what? It's up. Don't let them know you crazy till you marry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know, but they don't got evidence yet. You know what I mean? Uh, my sister told me that, who's just married for 22 years. <laughs> hey, my husband probably like, dang, yeah, I married her and then found out a few months later she was crazy. Now yeah, he stopped. He knew what you know. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. All, all women, well, you got to give them a little bit of your crazy because you got to know if they can deal with it, you know. But all women are, we just, we're just very unique and we're very layered and we're very um, emotional. Right. So if that, that may come off as crazy, but don't put it all on them. They can't take it and they, they don't deserve it, you know. Don't, don't do that to that man. Don't do that. Uh, what other crazy, what other bitchy advice? That's really, really my main bitchy advice is you know, uh, stop tripping bitches. I would, I would be, that's my main one. Yes, and keep the cray at bay. Okay, I like those too. Yeah. Th- that's great, that's great. <laughs> um, and then um, the, the last piece I just wanted to quickly highlight um, is I know it's not um, relationship oriented, but your photo essay book. Yes. Um, the okay. flash and circumstance, how yeah. I got that shot. Um, yeah. So yeah, tell the tell the audience about that. Really, that's coming out. Um, it's going to be pre order, available for pre order. It should be out by the summer, but it'll be real pre order in March. And for more information, you could go to my website, which is uh, withyourbadself.com, and I'll have more information on the book. But it's really a, a collection of my photographs that I t- I've taken over the years. Um, I've had some of my photographs published uh, in a book called Black, A Celebration of a Culture. Um, I've had pictures, rock pictures of um, rock guitarist Phil Collin in his um, autobiography. They use a few of my pictures. Um, and my pictures have been in magazines, The Source and Vibe and stuff back in the day, Variety. So I have a lot of pictures of, you know, our our Puffies and our Queen Latifahs and our, uh, who else? Robert De Niro's New York I people. Think, yeah, I think you said Lil' Kim too. You had mentioned her, I think, earlier. Yeah. You know, in my travels as a photojournalist in New York, running around the city with a camera before they were phones. So um, I decided to go ahead and put the, the, the book together because, you know, if you came to visit me, you will, oh, that's a great picture of... Queen Latifah, where were you? And, you know, you got that picture. And then I have a story behind it because actually I was hanging out with my friend who was a dancer in the video, you know, and we went all the way out to Jersey for this video shoot. It was fun. But how many times can I tell that story? So I need to write it. I said, you know, I'm going to write them down, which is what I did. So that's where the flash and circumstance, how I got that shot. That is so dope. So dope. Yeah. So for all of you hip hop heads, people that want to get into hip hop, like, I mean, you've lived it, you've experienced it, and you've also got the the images and the stories behind it. So um, that sounds like that's also a very, very interesting read that I know um, the women will be women and guys um, that might be tuning in um, will certainly find um, extremely fun, interesting and valuable. Um, So yeah, so I think that's it. Um, So 
um, the I, I want you to quickly plug um, all of your your contact. I know you said withyourbadself.com, Karika, um, but your IG and Twitter handles. Just let's recap that real quick just so people know where to follow you at. Sorry, yes. Uh, Twitter is at Karika Fields. Um, Instagram is Flash and Circumstance. And uh, Facebook, I'm on Facebook as Karika Fields Naughty. And I do have a He's Going Your Back page. And I'm going to um, post the um, the music list. I'm going to put together a, a, you know, He's Going Your Back list for 2019. Oh, yes. My Facebook, page, my Facebook page and on my blog. So check okay. that out. Right. to get a chance and pick up the book the book is still available on Amazon um, it's still uh, I don't think it's on Kindle though so you have to get the, the physical copy you can order it but they still have some floating around out there in the, in the universe so and I have okay. copies myself somewhere so okay so we can email you and be like Karika I need this book and I can send you I live in St. Louis or Chicago mail right. it to me no okay. problem it's no problem yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay cool cool okay. Um, all right. Um, and for you guys, um, again, Casey Thompson. So this is the hitch bitch. You're Follow awesome. me, IG, Facebook. It's the hitch bitch. So there you go. Casey, you're awesome. You're awesome. I love you, Karika. Love Next you. time I'm in Brooklyn, I'm going to be like, girl, let's get together. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. So um, this has been an amazing podcast, guys. Um, Stay tuned for more details um, on the next episode. We've got um, a lot of amazing experts, um, some additional insightful um, specialists and experts such as Karika. Um, So stay tuned. And thank you so much, Karika, for um, joining us today and sharing all your insightful knowledge um, and just being real, just being the badass boss wife and part of the Hitch Bitch Click. So, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.